Well, good morning, everyone. And uh, can I give you a warm welcome? And uh, I hope you're all reasonably awake. It was really bad because much of the day didn't finish to midnight, which was like one o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and I can't even sleep during the sermon this morning because I have to preach. And, um, but anyway, it's great to see you this morning. Obviously, there's a lot of folks away on holidays, so it's particularly good to see you. And if you're visiting family or friends over this Easter weekend, you're particularly welcome as well. So let's just take a moment to pray, and then I'm going to hand over to David, who will lead us in our opening worship. So let's pray together. Father God, we want to give you thanks at the very outset uh, of today because you are a God who is worthy of all the praise and thanksgiving that we can bestow upon you. You are a God who is great. And as we look around at the scenery, even on this beautiful Sunday morning, we stand back and declare that you are a great creator God. There is none like you. But we thank you that even though you are a great God, you are a God of grace and a God of love. And so we thank you that we can come into your presence this morning boldly to find grace and to seek mercy in our time of need. So Lord, just be with us. Help us to worship you in spirit and in truth. And as we come to listen to your word, help us to receive it in our hearts. For we ask it in your precious name. Amen. David. Well, good morning. Um, we're taking a morning away from uh, John this morning, the series in John this morning. And we're going to be considering our attitude to one another in Christ. And Ephesians 5, 2 tells us to Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This calls us to Christ as our example. Verse 4 of one of the two songs we're going to sing in a minute says, Who else would rescue me from my failing? Who else would offer his only son? And who else invites me to call him Father? And what's the response? Only a holy God, but not just only a holy God, but only my holy God, that we're welcomed into his family. So let's stand together and we'll sing these truths together. Um, and we're going to take up an offering in the second song. So let's stand and sing Only a Holy God. commands all the hosts of heaven who else could make every king bow down who else can whisper in darkness tremble only a holy God what are the beauty demands such
is it? It is Mother's Day. Did you buy mummy something special? Oh, did you? What did you buy her? Shout it out. Flowers and chocolates. Yeah, she needs the flowers, but not so sure about the chocolates. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm just wondering, is Alan and Eileen Aiken here? No, they're probably second service. Well, Alan and Eileen Aiken have been members of the church for donkey's years. And um, whenever I first came to the church, their daughter Amy was just a little teenager. And uh, anyway, uh, Amy has made this video about what it means to be adopted by her mum and dad. And uh, we're going to watch it just now. And then immediately afterwards, Anya is going to come and pray for us. And then whenever she says amen, boys and girls, it's time to leave your mummies and head off to Sunday groups. All right. So first of all, Amy on video. Maybe we can dim the lights as well, guys. Yes. So when I was born, my mum was single and she was homeless and she was struggling with addiction. So we lived for a short time in a hostel. Uh, her addiction was really taking over her life and she just wasn't able to care for me the way that she should. Um, so through the intervention of social work, I had to get placed in foster care. And over the space of two years, they would try and give my mum a chance to get better, to get sober, to find a place to live, uh, and just to get her life together so that she could care for me. But it became evident over time that she wasn't going to make it. And so eventually, uh, I was put up for adoption and I was adopted by a lovely family, uh, a couple who were looking for children and I was their first and only child and I got adopted uh, into a Christian family and I got a second chance. Mother's Day can be really mixed if you're adopted. It always makes me stop and think of my birth mum. Uh, I think about how hard it must have been for her uh, to give up her child and, and to sign the rights over. Uh, and I think of her with compassion. Uh, mostly because I realised that was really difficult and she made a really brave choice uh, to give me a second chance with somebody else. I'm also really thankful obviously for my adoptive parents uh, and to have a mum who was then able to step into that role and take care of me. Uh, she was a learning support teacher so she really helped me to catch up on a lot of the education and the kind of basic nurturing that I'd missed. Uh, my reading was behind, my language was behind and so she put a lot of work in to get me ready for school which I'm very thankful for now. And I also think of all the women in my church. I was kind of raised by a small army of like amazing Christian women who really spent the time with me, nurturing me, discipling me. They gave me opportunities to test out my gifts and, and made it safe for me to make mistakes. Um, they secretly parented me when I was in that teenage phase of not listening to my parents and, you know, my parents know nothing but you know better. So they really helped me to kind of, to be secretly parented in the church when I was rebelling a little bit um, and always helped me to keep that relationship in its right place. Uh, and I'm just so thankful to not only have, you know, a second chance through adoption, but to have a church community who then helped me become the woman that I am today. And when I think of my church, that's what I think of. I think of those women who invested in me and raised me up. So I'm a children and families pastor and I spend a lot of time working in our community with vulnerable families and vulnerable children. Um, I work with some foster families who are taking kids into their home and, and protecting them and caring for them uh, in some really difficult situations. 
But I also work on the other side of that. I work with parents who are having their children removed because they are struggling to care for them because of their addictions or domestic violence. Uh, and so all the family complications that you can have in life, uh, I kind of get to be part of all of them. We get to join those families on their journey. So whatever they're struggling, whatever they're facing with, we get to come and sit with them. We get to pray with them. We get to share the gospel with them. And we get to be the hands and, and feet of Jesus in some really complicated and messy situations. But we do that because we believe that God loves family. He loves kids. He wants family to be the best that it can. And so we want to bring that hope into any situation um, and to care for people the way that Jesus would. The book of Romans tells us, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Your church is a family. Could a young person or a vulnerable child experience the love of God and the radical hospitality that the Bible talks about in your church? The UK urgently needs 8,000 more foster families and there are three times more children waiting to be adopted than there are families who are looking to adopt. Home for Good believes the church is uniquely placed to meet some of these needs and we would love you to think about how you might expand your family through fostering or adoption. There's also a role for those who aren't able to foster or adopt for a number of reasons. Children and young people need so many role models, mentors, friends, teachers, guides to help them along the way. Families who choose to foster or adopt also need your support and with your help they could make that journey you can be part of creating a safe and welcoming environment for vulnerable children. Gracious God, you know what it is to love your children, to watch over them tenderly, anxiously, proudly and constantly. You know what this means, for you have called us your children and you care for each of us as deeply as a mother cares for her child. So now we pray for those entrusted with the responsibility of motherhood, all those who watch over their children in the same way, with the same feelings and intensity. Grant to each one your wisdom, your guidance and strength. Lord of love, hear our prayer. We pray especially for single mothers, those faced with the challenge of raising a ch child or children on their own, with no one else to share the demands of jo or joys of parenthood. Give each of them patience, devotion, and dedication. Lord of love, hear our prayer. We pray, for those, we pray for those who have lost their mothers or have never known them, those orphaned as children or given up for adoption, those whose mothers have died, all for whom this day brings pain rather than pleasure. Grant them your comfort, your support and the assurance of your love always with them. Lord of love, hear our prayer. We pray finally for those who are separated from their children, those whose children have moved far from home, those who have suffered a miscarriage or been through an abortion, those who have endured the agony of a child's death. Give to them your help, your solace and hope for the future. Lord of love, hear our prayer. Gracious God, you understand what mothers face, what they give, what they feel. 
Accept our thanks for them this day and grant them your special blessing, Lord of love. Hear our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I always think it's one of the beauties and the difficulties of the church family, um, just how a, much of a disparate group of people we can be, but a group of people who are united by a common cause. 1 Corinthians 12 deals with this and describes the body with many members. And verse 26 says, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Um, this song, Oh How Good It Is, picks up uh, this theme, and um, we've not sung it in a while, to be fair, actually, but um, it's an easy easy one to pick up and remember. So we'll sing this, and then we'll sing uh, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus as we come to God's Word. So uh, let's stand together and sing. Thank you. 
Father, we thank you for revealing yourself to us in Christ. We pray that truly as we turn our eyes to you, that the things of this earth would indeed grow strangely dim. We pray as we come to your living word that you would speak to us and change us by your spirit. We pray that you would help David to speak your words faithfully, that we may hear your voice and be renewed again. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 